I ain't got a good brain. I think you've got a fine brain, Jack. You make me happy. Welcome, everybody, to Flick Magnet, the podcast, season two, episode six. I'm your host, Jay. I am Bob. How's it going, everybody? Bob, how are you? I'm not bad, not bad. Been uh, not busy at it's all. 2024. It's 2024. It's cold. I don't want to do anything. It's not cold. It's nice. It was cold the other day, and it was raining, and it was windy. I'm really glad that we cemented all my posts down, because I'm pretty sure that windstorm would have knocked them all down. It 100% would have. All right, so without further ado, let's hit the trailer for today's movie. Something happening here. What it is ain't exactly There's a man. Oh, come on, man. Don't you down me, Foley! <laughs> I'm sorry, can we cut? <laughs> what is going on here? Hey, I'm about to jump off this, this helicopter like Wesley Snipes. I'm doing the scene right now. What I'm scene? In the scene is about emotionality. Where is it? Ah, I am dealing with a bunch of prima donnas. The action guy. Who left the fridge open? Winner. Critically acclaimed Australian actor Kirk Lazarus underwent a controversial procedure in order to play the platoon's African-American sergeant. I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. The comedian. Do you think you can do what I do? Take a picture of this. This summer. You want to make this movie right? We take those boys up there, put them in the trees. Shoot the whole thing gorilla style. Real fear in the right. Yes! Yes! The movie they think they're making. Exterior. Rainforest. Dust. Cut to a frightening jungle. Isn't a movie anymore. So wow. Exactly. Let's use it. Some of us might not make it back. What do you mean? Like, not on the same flight? We'll send you here. Oh, hey, dude, you alright? Totally lean into that, bro. You wanna do one more? I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Thunder. To go a lot of trying just to get up that hill. No, we up in the big league. That's the theme song for the Jefferson. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You out of your mind. What? You really need help. And just because the theme song don't make it not true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're doing 2008's Tropic Thunder. Bob, give us the That is stuff. 2008's Tropic Thunder. Uh, directed by Ben Stiller. With screenwriting credits to Ben Stiller, Justin Theroux, and Eaton Cohen. Starring... 
Ben Stiller. There you go. Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr., Nick Nolte, Stephen Coogan, Jay Baruchel, Danny McBride, Brendan Jackson, Bill Hader's in this movie. Nice. Matthew McConaughey, Tom Cruise. Ugh, this is a cast. What a cast. The cast is insane, man. And for what it's, no spoilers, but for, for what it's worth, Robert Downey Jr. in this movie? Come on. Yeah, this Robert... Is there an accent or a, a, a voice this guy can't do? This is 2008, so when was Iron Man? Shortly after. Shortly after, and then, then his career takes off again, like yeah. bad out of hell. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Oh, what is the malted liquor? What gets you drunk or quicker? What comes in bottles or in cans? Beer. Can't get enough of it. Beer. How we really love it. Beer. Makes me think I'm a man. Beer. I could kiss and hug it, beer. but I'd rather chuck it. Beer. Cut my belly out to here. I could not refuse it. I could really use a beer. Beer, beer, beer. Beer, 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 beer. Oh, give me a beer. All right, uh, Bob brought over Yingling. Y'all know what that is. It's good. But Bob got me this uh, thing that cuts the top off and turns your can into a glass. Yeah, I got got you a draft top for Christmas. Yeah, it is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. It works. I recommend it. By the way, Iron Man was came out the same year as Tropic Thunder. Really? Yeah. Okay, so this it really didn't affect it. Well, this is this, this is 2008. Nobody's getting offended. No one is. Shit. No. Uh, some people are. If you're going to, if you look for reviews on this, a lot of butthurt people out there. Wait, call the ambulance. He's doing satire, assholes. Yes, it's comedy. Jesus Christ! Get over yourself. All right. So, Tropic Thunder starts off with a commercial for booty sweat and nut bars by Alpa Chino. Does he? Does he though? It seems like he's compensating for something. Right. Al Pacino's booty sweat, popping ass open. Booty sweat and Busta Nut Bars available at concessions now. Busta Nut Bars. Jesus Christ. I saw that come on and went, this is definitely part of this, this movie. This is definitely oh. a beard. What the hell is this? Yeah, the, the opening to this movie is just off the wall crazy. It's just fake commercials within a fake movie, yeah, real which, movie. Which is really funny because I watch this on Paramount Plus and it plays commercials beforehand to get into the movie. And next thing you know, it's playing this. I'm like, what the fuck is this? They and immediately I had- smacked. And I'm like, you in the face. I'm like, oh, this has to be part of the movie. It's been yeah. a long time since I've seen this movie. Yeah, me too. That's followed by a series of, of movie previews for Tug Speedman's Scorcher. Number one, two, three, four, five. And coming this winter, Scorcher 6, Global Meltdown. <laughs> Who left the fridge open? These look like terrible movies. Oh, he's holding babies? Yes. On top of a scorched earth? <laughs> and then the last one, it's snowing. With two babies. With two babies. Then we get a preview for Jeff Portnoy's nutty professor ripoff, The Fatties Fart 2. <laughs> In some countries, it's considered a compliment. Let him loose this summer. Nice. Next, we have a movie preview for Kurt Lazarus's Broke back gay monk movie with toby Maguire, satan's alley i've been a bad bad boy father 
So funny. Yeah, Satan's Alley right up the ass. <laughs> yes. Now we have an introduction by Nick Nolte, or Four Leaf, about what this movie is supposed to be. Here you go. In the winter of 1969, Ooh, an elite force of the U.S. Army was sent on a top-secret assignment in southeast Vietnam. The objective, Rescue Sergeant Four Leaf Tayback from a heavily guarded NVA prison camp. The mission was considered to be near suicide. Of the ten men sent, four returned. Of those four, three wrote books about what happened. Of those three, two were published. Of those two, just one got a movie deal. This is the story of the man who attempted to make that movie. People moving out, people moving in What's your favorite Nick Nolte movie? 48 Hours. That's what I was just saying, the same thing. 48 Hours, great movie. Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy? Yes, please. So now we have an action war scene in Vietnam with choppers flying and fully loaded, blasting the Viet Cong comically through the air as Lazarus lays some cover fire as the choppers land. Portnay fires back at the enemy as one of the men gets shot in the head as blood then starts spewing out like a fire hydrant. Fucking comically blood <laughs> ever. And like, the two characters are trying to talk. We're going to introduce the next one. But they can't talk because the blood is just splattering all over their faces, filling their eyes and their mouths. It's, it's hilarious. Did you ever see the movie Dead Alive? No. The horror movie no. where they broke all kinds of records for the most fake blood used in, in a movie. I've never seen it. Where it leaked into the town's water supply. Oh my god. Yeah. Look that up. Dead Alive. It goes by a couple different names. It's from the late 80s, early 90s. Go check it out. Then Sandusky gets gutted by a bayonet as Lazarus tells Motown to get his Detroit jukebox Jerry Curl ass in the chicken shit. Chop, chop. A-S-A-F-P. Jesus Christ. Everyone wants to stay and rescue Four Leaf, but Sarge wants to get the hell out of there, and Four Leaf is dead meat. Sarge asks Motown, or Al, Al Pacino, if he wants to be a hero. That's just how Brooks got his Jew ass killed, man. And Meatball's dig ass bought that 6x3 farm. Now get your ass up in that Huey before he stomps a trench in his hidey hole. They're taking fire and are about to lift off as Four Leaf slash Speedwell comes out from the jungle and he is getting lit the fuck up by all the bullets. Yeah, he's... Hitting him. It's it's comically you've seen this in in some other like movies. Yeah, he's taking the hits, flailing his arms about. You like know. like OJ in uh, in what was it? Naked Gun. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's a good fucking call. That's great. Four Leaf then falls to his knees with his hands in the air, you know, platoon style, as the Sarge looks on and says, "Hope y'all like hamburger meat." Because that's exactly what I'm going to be bringing back and serving up in this worldly bird. <laughs> Cover me, you limp dick fuck-ups! He's really going all in with the <laughs> with the jive. I love it. Sarge goes to rescue Four Leaf as mayhem ensues. Choppers are crashing. People are getting shot. Then a grenade gets thrown at the chopper, which Speedman deflects, but causes Portnoy to fall out of the chopper as he hangs on to the railing for dear life. Sarge gets to Speedman, but... He's dying, and he asks Sarge to hold his hands. Sarge then holds up Speedman's hands, and they're just filleted. Yeah. Spewed. 
down the middle. They look like when a hot dog explodes. Yes. Yeah, they look like... If you nuke it for too long. Yeah, it looks like the ends of an exploded hot right. dog. Uh, so his hands are gone. He says that they're still going to start the band when they get back home. Right, Sarge? Sarge on stand-up bass and him tickling the ivories. <laughs> yeah, he's tickling the ivories, <laughs> all right. tickling shit. Sarge then starts to cry. Speedman's like, you, you're my bro. My brother. But Speedman can't get the waterworks going and calls for a cut. He's like, cut. Everything stops. This pisses off director Cockburn as Cody, the pyro guy, is up in the tower waiting on the planes to come to light up the jungle and is wondering if they're still good to go. Yeah, he's up there. He's basically saying, I got blue balls. Yes, up here. he is itchy. That's, uh, what's his name? That's Danny McBride. Danny McBride. He wants to blow shit up. East bound and down. What'd you think of that show? Not a bad show. It's funny. Yeah. It's Danny McBride being Danny McBride. Yeah. He's funny. He's funny. Uh, which horror movie did he write? He was involved in the Halloween, the remake. The, the bad remake or the new remake. The new one. The good remake. Yes. Yeah. 2018 and I think Kills too. Yeah, he was a, like, hard to believe Danny McBride. I know. I saw his name. I was like, what the fuck? What is he doing in this movie? He is making it up as he goes along. Yeah. Uh, the scene doesn't get done because Action Jackson can't cry. The director freaks out as Cody takes that as the green light, and he tells them to light it up. That's the signal! Go, 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 go! Let's go freaking get here! Of course, everything's all fucked up now. They lit that place up, dude. Yep, and they f- unfortunately, the cameras weren't rolling. No, they fucked that they shot fucked up. They fucked up big time. Back on set, we see Tug watching the entertainment news as they're reporting on Portnoy being a degenerate and how Kirk immerses himself into every role. Every role he does, and how he underwent a controversial pigmentation alteration procedure to play the African American platoon leader, Sergeant Lincoln Osiris. Did you see the uh, the bottle? If you if you, if you zoom up on the bottle, it's got Asian writing on it because it's obviously it has to be done out of the country. No, uh, no one will do that in the United States. No, that's all. Awesome. It's like going to Mexico to get a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Then it cuts to Tug Speedman being interviewed by Tyra Banks, and she says that someone close to you said that one more flop and it's over. He responds with, somebody said they were close to me? (laughs) (laughs) The news goes on to talk about a couple of his other movie flops, like Chitlin and the Dude with Martin Lawrence, and followed by Simple Jack, the story of a mentally impaired farmhand boy who can talk to animals. I ain't got a good brain. I think you've got a fine brain, Jack. You make me happy. Let's move on. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he didn't listen to the rules, you know. You went full retard, man. Then Tug gets a call from his agent, Rick Peck. The Pecker tells him that he's looking at him on the back of a magazine holding a panda, and it's so cute. He then asks him if he got his TiVo yet. Tug says no, but they have digital cable, so that's okay. The Pecker finds this unacceptable and vows to get him that TiVo. This is a good agent. 
I don't care what people say. This is a good agent. He's doing Hell everything yeah. he can. This is Matthew McConaughey. To right. help out his client. So, no, I'm going to get you that TiVo. Fucking TiVo, too. A, a sign of the times. Oh, yeah. Right? Did you have a TiVo? I never had a TiVo. Neither did I. Now, we got uh, uh, files uh, when they first started, and they, they had the DVR. Ra- around this time, too, I believe it was. This is right around the time where Comcast brought out their DVR and everything, yeah. and then you could rewind. Well, because TiVo started it all. It's like, all right, that's fucking amazing. You can pause live TV. What? TiVo was around for, I want to say, what, three or four years before Something everything like else that. got started? Around that. So Rick asked him how the adoption's going as we cut to an Asian kid in a pen holding a Rambo knife next to two guards. Was that in your version? Did you see that? I did not see that. Because it was cut out. Ah, yeah, because I was watching both uh, the free version. It might have been on Paramount. It was an hour and forty-seven minutes. The Blu-ray is two hours and one minute. Oh wow, that's a lot longer. Yeah. So who knows what else they cut out? So we'll if, see. If I say something that you didn't see, point it out. Oh, I will. Right? I definitely will. Nice. He says that it's not going too well, and he feels like all the good ones are gone. <laughs> <laughs> all the good Asian babies are gone. So back to that little fuck up with the pyro that cost the company $4 million. That's a lot of money. And the head of said company, Les Grossman, is not happy. He has the entire crew gathered for a video conference as he first asks who the director is, followed by asking who there is a key grip. A large black man says that he he's a grip as Grossman tells him to hit that director in the face really fucking hard. The grip walks over to Cockburn, apologizes, and punches him really fucking hard in the face. That's a great union worker right there. That guy is part of the union. He knows that he needs to do his job. The boss said to do it, so he did it. Les rips into Cockburn, but Cockburn says that the the actors stink. Speedman can't cry. Les tells them to pull down their pants and to spank their ass. Then, Nick Nolte's character, Fourleaf, doing his... His best impersonation of Quint from Jaws, right? This is kind of the same type of situation. Yeah, he's, he's the gruff yeah. character, blah, 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 blah. He says that spanking a child turns them into a little snot. And he knows a place that will make them into real men. Les asks who he is. He tells him, and Les says that he's a great American and is owed a great debt. Now shut the fuck up and let me do my job! Les turns to Cockburn and tells him that his fist is going to be so far up his shithole that every time he has a thought, it's going to have to tiptoe past his wedding ring. I wonder what Steve Coogan did to get this job. I know that he was in the Night in Museum movies with Ben Stiller. Is that where he met Ben Stiller? Is that Cockburn? Yeah, Cockburn is, is Stephen Coogan. Okay, yeah. He plays the, in Night in the Museum, he plays the freaking uh, Roman general. Yes, yes. So he must like... Ben Stiller must really like him to keep getting roles, but he's not bad. Well, it's like Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. You know, they they did a bunch of shit together. Yes, they did. Know? Oh, uh, Owen Wilson was supposed to be in this movie. Yes, he was. Stay tuned for uh, trivia. Trivia. So he tells him to take control of his actors, or he's shutting him down. And then screams for a diet coke. Give me a diet coke. Now Cockburn is on the beach at night as Fourleaf is there in his tent and calls him over. He says to him that he's guessing right about now he couldn't find a Dixie Coonskin with an Ohio hooker holding his prick and showing him the way. Okay. Okay. He tells Cockburn that he's not going to fuck his story up and he needs to put those boys in the shit. 
Four-Leaf says that they're going to put a bunch of cameras up in the trees in the real jungle, all different angles. And he wants him to give himself that pyro, Cody, all the smoke bombs, charges, and detonators he's got. They then drop off the actors and they light up the fucking jungle to the point where they'll be begging for a body bag if it means for a way home. Cockburn agrees to shoot the film guerrilla style while putting those pussy-ass liquors in the real shit. Take them off the fucking grid, they say. Off the fucking grid. Yeah, let's let's get them down in there, boys. Yeah. <coughs> Want another one, Jay? Yeah. Cut to the actors, Cockburn and Fourleaf in a chopper as they fly into a clearing in the jungle, dropping off the boys and Cockburn as Fourleaf stays behind to help with the pyro. As he says, see you in hell, as the chopper flies off. Welcome to hell, motherfuckers! (laughs) When they land, Portnay freaks out, but Cockburn smacks the shit out out of him then collects everybody's cell cell phones. He gets uh, to Sarge, but he says that, the one of your cell phones, 6ix9ine, I'm head to toe legitimate. He gives the boys their objective, shows them the cameras, hands the map to Tug, and tells them that he will be shooting behind the scenes. He holds up a walkie-talkie and says that this is a direct line to the chopper. The chopper is God, and he is Jesus Christ. He says, now let's go make the greatest war movie ever. This pumps up the boys as Cockburn turns and starts to head out, but steps on a landmine and gets blown the fuck up. Yeah! 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 Freaking red mist and goo. That was awesome. Totally unexpected. I I love that. Did not see that. That popped me. That was so good. I first saw that, I was like, no fucking I'm like, whoa! Very good. Ah, oh, damn it. Alright. The boys are standing there like, what the fuck just happened? As we see that the Viet Cong have heard the explosion and head out. Tug thinks it's just special effects and wants to start shooting the movie. Good job, Cockburn, he says. Wherever you are. Kirk's like, look around. He's everywhere. Tug then grabs Cockburn's head and holds it up and says that he thinks he can recognize a prop head when he sees one. It's corn syrup, guys, as he takes a taste. It's corn syrup. Warm, blood-flavored corn syrup. He then puts the head on the tip of his rifle and starts mocking Cockburn. He then holds it up high and says, Look, Damien, we got our war faces on. The Viet Cong are looking on from the jungle like, These guys are fucking nuts. They have no fear of death, they say. Then we cut to Cody and Fourleaf at the chopper in their pyro base camp. Cody tells Forleaf that he's a big fan and asks him about his cool-looking sidearm. He's like, what kind of gun is that? Forleaf says that, I don't know. He just knows the sound it makes when it takes a man's life. Jesus. Back with the boys, Tug tells them that they need to start shooting some of the scenes, which they do until Kirk's like, hey, this ain't no Chris Angel mind freak shit here. This man is dead. But Tug remains steadfast in his stupidity as they start taking fire. Tug then starts Hollywooding some return fire as the boys join in. Cody hears this and decides to hit the pyro, also known as C4, and the bad guys retreat for now. That is not what they use for pyro in the movies. Fucking no. plastic explosives. Yes, he, he's using the real shit. 
Well, they are in in Vietnam. Yes, for now. They are overseas. They probably could get away with cheap wood. I mean, they use kids for for slave labor. They also uh, there's also no rules there. No rules. Just right. I hope you like you guys like your uh, farm raised shrimp because a lot of it comes from over there and they use slave labor to get it. Do you think they use uh, the shrimp at Outback? Possibly. No rules, just right, mate. No rules, just right. Just no little shrimp on the barbie. Just slave labor, like. I didn't go my baby. you gone too far. That really happened. So on to the next scene to film as the boys head into the jungle. Portnay tries to sneak some powdered H, but Brooklyn slash, who's Brooklyn? That's uh, Sandusky. Interrupts and asks him what he's eating as the whole stash gets wasted. Portnay says that they're jelly beans. Just jelly beans. Sandusky's like, oh, I love jelly bean. Can I have some jelly beans? No, you can't have any fucking jelly beans! Nice job, Jack Black. You think you're the only one who gets sick when he doesn't have his jelly beans? It's drugs. That's the secret. Yeah. Now Tug is talking to Kirk about his role on Simple Jack. Kirk chuckles and says, Yeah, you really went all out on that one, huh? Tug says, Yeah, he did the work. He watched a lot of retarded people. He observed them and watched them do all the retarded stuff. <laughs> this is this made me die. Kirk says that you gotta dive in there and live like the character you're doing. Tuck says that there were times when he was playing Jack that he actually felt retarded. I actually felt retarded, like really retarded. I mean, I brushed my teeth retarded. I rode bus retarded. <laughs> how do you? Well. <laughs> The bus is the short bus, but how do you brush your teeth retarded? <laughs> he says that in a weird way, he had to free himself up to believe that it was okay to be stupid or dumb. Dare to be stupid. Kirk says, to be a moron. Yeah, to be moronical. Exactly, says Tug. To be a moron. An imbecile. Like the dumbest motherfucker that ever lived. When I was playing the character, says Tug, yeah, as Jack, definitely. Tug then goes on and says that in, in a weird way, he had to pick trick his mind that he actually wasn't really retarded and how was he supposed to just jump back and forth between retarded not retarded retarded not retarded kirk's response was uh was this right here he was farting in bathtubs laughing your ass off kirk then says that a smart person playing someone who's dumb is tricky and he went all in he's proud of him especially with how the academy is with that stuff tug's like what what are you talking about kirk kirk says that everybody knows you never go full retard Right? Yeah. Never go for retard. Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man, look retarded. Act retarded, not retarded. Count toothpicks, cheat, cheat at cards, autistic, sure, not retarded. Then you got Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, slow, yes, retarded, maybe, braces on his legs, but he trumped the pants off Nixon and he won a ping pong competition. That ain't retarded. And he was a goddamn war hero. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> you know any retarded war heroes? Tug shakes his head, no. You went full retard, man. You never go full retard. Never go full retard. Kirk's like, if you don't believe that, ask Sean Penn. 2001. I am Sam. Remember? Went full retard. Went home empty-handed. That's right. Now Cody and Forleaf are back at the drop-off spot, and they see where Cockburn got blown up, and Forleaf thinks that it was Cody's fault. Cody says that he only rigged the tree line, and this was not him. They argue and tussle a bit. As Cody falls back and rips off Fourleaf's claw hands, they're fake, and Fourleaf is a fraud. Yes, we find out that he made everything the fuck up. Yeah, not yet. Almost. Almost? He has fake hands. 
Well, if he's sure. got if he's got fake hands, everything's fake. Yes. You can't believe anything <clears throat> from a guy who claimed he had hands and he doesn't no. actually have hands. No. I knew somebody that uh, faked having an illness, like a serious illness, like the leukemia. Really? Yeah. That's fucked up. For months, and everyone thought he was he was really sick and was like extra nice to him. Until we all found out. Is that is maybe because people were never nice to him? Is that why he just this decided- kid was? He lives in Manasquan. So he had a nice house. Parents were fucking great. He was yeah. just a fucking a cunt. Yeah, what's what's with that? That makes no yeah. sense. Why would someone act like that? Yeah. Mental we, illness, I guess. We knew someone who claimed their uncle was uh, Carlos uh, Santana and then played that up for, for like years. And then we found out one day. They were lying the entire time. When I, when I found out he's, he did that, I, I said this to him. You in full return, man. But at the same time, the Viet Cong comes back and takes them prisoner. Cut back to the boys walking through the jungle. Portnoy takes out his bag of jelly beans and tries to partake. But a bat swoops down and takes it away and flies off. Then Kirk is trying to get Tug to hand over the map because Tug has no idea where they're going. They're clearly lost in a jungle. Yes. They, in th- Vietnam. Which is um, <laughs> um, not good. No. It's not. There's still prisoners there, allegedly. Allegedly. And it's still not a nice place. It's hot. You get butt sweat. You get you get some bark butt going on. They've got poisonous everything. Mosquitoes. Ugh. Your balls are going to sweat and stick to the side of your leg. That's never comfortable. Ooh, no. Then you're going to do that funny walk where you're shaking your legs to get it off. And then you got to like adjust yourself often. And people just think you're being a... a, a a douchebag? At that point, you just get completely uncomfortable. You stick your hand down your pants and you move your balls around. You have to. Yeah. No No matter how many times... And then because you... it's warm, they're hanging like really low. No matter how many times you crab walk, it does not work. And they start banging side to side and that hurts. You're like a fucking grandfather clock at that point. Yeah. Ugh. Ding, ding. Yeah. Not without the wedding ring. <laughs> yeah. While they're taking a break, Kirk goes up to Sandusky, who is taking the piss. Kirk, Jerry Sandusky. Yes. Kirk pretends he is he is too and tries to get him to get the map away from Tug. Sandusky is the only one there who went to the movie boot camp, so he knows how to read a map. Then Tug does the same thing and he opens up a can of booty sweat to make it look like he's pissing. It cracks the can open. It makes the obvious sound of a can opening. Well, he stabs it with this comically <laughs> yeah. large knife. Yes. And, then, and it just goes... If you look, uh, Kirk is looking on like... Does he think I'm fooled by this? Does he think I'm stupid? Because I'm not stupid. He's going full retard again. I don't, I don't have to take a piss. I just got to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. smack, he smacks him on the ass. Remember that? <laughs> stupid. Sandusky, uh, he tries to get him on his side by trying to convince him that Kirk's trying to tank the movie. Now the bat returns and Portnoy flips out and Ozzy Osbourne's the bat by biting it, trying to get high from the bat blood. Dis- from the jelly beans. He starts going nuts. I thought he got rabies. Yeah. Yeah, could have been. Yeah, they have bats in the jungle, too. And those are small bats. I've seen bats from <laughs> Asia. They get, like, huge. huge. Those fruit bats are, like, as tall as a, as a small toddler. Yeah. Which Ben Stiller is trying to buy while he's over there. But he couldn't. But all the, but best, all, all all the, the good ones are gone. gone. Just the one with the knife. <laughs> <laughs> Half squat. Cut to the boys out of river as Tug thinks they're... They're on course and wants them to cross it. But Kirk's like, nah. He wants to take a look at the map. 
Tug's like, what's with you people in the map? Kirk's like, what do you mean, you people? And then Alpa, who's actually black, behind him goes, what do you mean, you people? Huh? Huh? What? I'm leaving you people. Huh? What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Everyone starts yelling as Tug fires off some rounds and uh, says, let's go get those Viet Congs. Alpa's like, it's Viet Cong, not Viet Cong. There's no S. It's already plural, man. You wouldn't say Chineses, <laughs> would you? <laughs> Chineses, that's pretty funny. Kirk then snatches the map away and hands it to Sandusky, who confirms that they are indeed going the wrong way. However, this doesn't stop Tug as he is convinced he's going towards the next scene and crosses the river as the rest of the group start making their way back to the original drop zone. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. <clears throat> so, so they make it back to a clearing, but the sun is setting, so they decide to make camp for the night. Kirk tells everyone that they're all in for a treat because back before the war broke out, I was a saucier in Santone. Y'all might be in for a treat. You know, back before the war broke out, I was a saucier in San Antonio. I bet I could call up some of them greens. Yeah, noodle some crawfish out the patty, yo. Ha. I made us some crab apples for dessert now, yeah? Hell yeah! Ha! Hell yeah! Ha! Alpha's like, we don't all talk like that, kangaroo jack. And he hops off. Kirk's like, what? Well, I just get excited about my foods, man. Yeah, he's just—he is a very obvious racist stereotype. I do like collard greens, though; they are good. Collard greens are delicious. Yeah. Cut to Tug, who is held up in a makeshift shelter to get out of the rain, watching Star Trek on his iPod. Yeah, it looks one like one of his one of the first iPods. iPod video, I remember them. Yeah, when he hears a wild animal. I don't think the video was ever that good on there. No, not like that. Uh. Uh-uh. He hears a wild animal come rushing at him. Sounds like this. Get him, Tug. Get him. He's getting very stabby. All right, he pans back and he sees what he just killed. Panda bear, like the one he posed. Yes, he killed a panda. Yeah, he had flashbacks of his photo shoot. <laughs> the panda that he just killed. And he killed it. It is a bear. It, it could fuck you up. Oh, yeah. Right? At first, I thought it was a panther of some sort. To make the, yeah. You just see the black. I'm like, oh, it's a panther. I love how fake it looked when they panned back, though. Oh, <laughs> the, it was, the stupid it was eyes. so bad. <laughs> Oh, God. Cut to Cody and Fourleaf, who are tied up at the Viacong camp, and Cody asks Fourleaf where they are. This is where Fourleaf kind of comes clean, as he tells him that he's never left the States before. Cody flips out and asks if he made this whole thing up. He says, were you ever even in the service? Yeah, yeah. Coast Guard. Yeah. San- sanitation department. That's even worse. Oh, my God, you're a fucking garbage man, he says. 
Fournier says that he wrote the book as a tribute. I'm a patriot. Cody's like, yeah, you're the Millie Vanilla Patriots. Reference. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to Tug, who has made a hat out of the panda that he killed. As his satellite phone rings, and it's the pecker. Tug tells him that he killed the, th- the one thing he loves the most. Peck's like, oh my god, you killed a hooker. Yeah, at first he tells his assistant, get off the line. So yeah. there's plausible deniability. You killed a hooker? Yeah. Tug says, no, a panda. A sweet, cuddly, vicious panda. Peck asks about the, the TiVo. Tug says that, screw TiVo. But the last I looked, it wasn't hooked up yet. He says he's moved on from that. Peck takes this as he's leaving him and vows to get him that TiVo as Tug gets captured by the Viet Cong. Cut to the boys still trekking through as Alpa and Kirk are going at each other again. Kirk questions why he's doing this movie. He says because he felt the need to represent. He says that they gave the only good black character to Crocodile Dundee. That's not a knife. That's a knife. I don't think you... Do you remember back in the day at the before they remodeled all the Outbacks? There was a picture of Crocodile Dundee in the back with his hat, <laughs> yes. and they had the fake steak, the steak knives in the wall. Oh, my God. That's it, a fucking cool callback, dude. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we're both Outback connoisseurs. I love Outback. Kirk tells him to watch it. That man's a national hero. Alpa says that he was only kidding. Kangaroo Jack. A dango ate my baby. Kirk says that he's about... To cross some fucking lines, says the white guy in blackface. Yeah, lady. That was <coughs> I think you story. crossed all the lines there, Kirk. That was a true story. That's a, right. A lady's baby did get eaten by a 100%. dingo. 100%. Alpa says, fuck that. He's sick of this koala-loving <laughs> Kirk then slaps Alpa and pulls him and says, that for 400 years, that word has kept us down. It took a whole lot of trying just to get up that hill. Now we up in the big leagues. Getting our turn at bat. As long as we live, it's you and me, baby. <laughs> Alpa says, that's the Jefferson's theme song, man. You need help. Kirk says, just because it's a theme song, don't make it not true. He's got a point there. Yeah. It's a good song. Is Jefferson's better than All in the Family? Jefferson's was a good show. It's very good. Mm. I would say, I mean, All in the Family did it first. They pushed the lines. They were the the ones to actually like put it out there. And Carol O'Connor is not that kind of guy. He's the opposite. Yes, actually. So I don't know. I, uh, that's a tough question, man. I, I watched the Jeffersons more than All in the Family. Okay. When they were reruns. I love I love the Jeffersons. I just know the main guy from the Jeffersons also did that show, Amen. Yeah. And, and I watched the hell out of that in high school. Because when I was getting ready for high school, that would come on in the morning. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm watching Amen. And George Jefferson, he was on All in the Family. He was a character on the show. Yes. And then he then they the, spun it they, off. They did the spinoff. Two great shows. They're fantastic. You're not making shows like that nowadays. That's, that's sad, because they were fucking great, man. They were funny. And they, they pushed it a little bit. You know, it was good. That's what comedy's supposed to do. You're yeah. supposed... That's, what the, that's the whole point, is to 
make jokes about things that are making you uncomfortable. You're supposed to push the edge. Comedy is not supposed to be a safe space. It's not. Comedy's at all. Su- Comedy is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Comedy is supposed to make you think. Comedy is supposed to make you laugh about shit you wouldn't normally laugh like, at. Oh, I can't believe he just said that. That's so funny. Well, look at the but be- I would never say that. Look at the beginning of this movie when he used retard a lot. Yeah. That part when he's breaking down Simple Jack and how he, you know, that's the funniest part of the I whole fucking my, movie. I brushed my teeth retarded. He rode bus, bus retarded. retarded. I thought I was retarded. <laughs> you ride bus retarded. It's yeah, hysterical. It is hysterical, but it, that's still what's great about this movie. It pushes those those boundaries. Yeah. It's sad. It, it's sad because- I think it's going to start to you know slowly go back. It has to. Well, right now, comics are doing that. Right now, comics- the comics, are, I- Watch and listen to, they they haven't changed. Yeah, they they're they're pushing boundaries and they're not being safe about it, which is good. But even shows on serious radio, serious XM, comedy shows are being told they can't say certain words, which is bullshit. Yeah, they were allowed to say certain words, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh shit, you can't do that anymore." There's a great quote from the late Norm Macdonald. He goes, "Do you want to be funny, or do you want to be smart?" Because he looked at these late night television shows. They want to be smart. Yeah, he goes. Me, I prefer to be funny. Yeah, yeah. Look at the late the late night comedy shows. They suck. They're all bad. They're not good anymore. Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel's a fucking stooge. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Fallon's awful. The last great uh, late night show that I liked was Conan O'Brien. Yeah, he was good. Uh, Jimmy Carson was good. Jimmy Carson was good. Um, <clears throat> no, all the late night shows are bad. Well, what happens now is they they have these heavily heavily scrutinized scripts. And edited scripts. Oh, yeah. And it, you've got suit executives really up their ass. Yeah. So it, it, can't, it can't be funny. It's not funny. At all. I mean, it, it's to the point where it makes Jay Leno look funny. And I didn't think find Jay Leno funny at all. I found Jay Leno was, you know, he was all right. He was, I always felt Letterman was better. Letterman was good. I mean, feel whichever way you want about it. He was a, a screaming liberal, whatever. It's fine, but he was still a funny dude. He also got screwed on the Tonight Show. He did. And then yeah. grew a weird ass fucking gigantic beard. Oh yeah, he looks like uh, Crystal Meth Santa Claus. He should be selling duck collars. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Except he doesn't have the the political affiliation no, to be with no, those guys. No, he does not. But you know, that, to me, that's it's the death of late. I don't night. care where you stand on that. If you're a funny person, be funny. I'll listen to you. Be funny. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to be uh, sermonized by the guy who used to run the Man Show. Okay, <laughs> that was a good show. How Norm a... McDonald was on that show? Wasn't yeah, it? no, that was um, that wasn't Norm. That was oh, I can't remember his name. It was the other non-funny uh, late night show host. What's his name? I, I gotta look it up. It's funny. Look it. I'll I'll, I'll go. Just on. keep going. So we cut to the gang as they have stumbled onto the Viet Cong camp. Which, Adam Carolla. That's it. Which turns out to be a heroin plant. They also see Tug being dunked underwater repeatedly as he yells for Damien to cut. Damien, cut! Cut! He's still going full retard. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's a method actor like, uh, like Kirk. They bring Tug to their leader, whom is just a kid, who smokes a cigar and has a chest tattoo. The little guy burns Tug in the chest with his cigar and then starts whipping him with a stick. Tug says, please, don't me. The kid stops and he's like, what was? And tells him, say that again. The kid says, 
You are Simple Jack, as everyone takes a knee. Tug's like, oh, you saw Simple Jack? The kid says that they don't have many luxuries here. All they have is this one movie, a VHS copy of Simple Jack. Which is hilarious. He's like, oh, it's a, it's a VHS. It's a VHS. Oh, okay. Who the hell makes VHS? They're still putting my movies on VHS. I must really suck. They tell him that he should have gotten an Oscar. Tug asks if they're going to let him go. They say no. Now they will hold him for ransom for more money now. Cut to Peck at Les Grossman's office as he is there to make sure Tug gets the TiVo he negotiated for in his contract. And then he brings out the big-ass contract. It's a big contract. While he's there, he gets a call on his Blackberry, and it's the, the Viet Cong, or the Flaming Dragon, as they're known. And they say that they have Speedman, and they want $50 million. Peck thinks it's another agency trying to poach his client, but realizes something's up when they say that they will kill him if they don't get the $50 million. Then Grossman gets on the phone and rips them a new asshole. He gets on and asks who this is. They say, Framing Dragon. Oh, okay, Flaming Dragon. Fuck face. First, take a big step back and literally, fuck your own face. He says that Asia is his territory and they better rethink this or else he's going to go down there and he will rain down an ungodly fucking firestorm upon you. You're going to have to call the fucking United Nations and get a fucking binding resolution to keep me from fucking destroying you. I'm talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. I will fuck you up. The look on the bad guy's face is fucking awesome. Yeah, he did not see that <laughs> one like, coming. What is happening right now? Let me let me say, uh, this is one of Tom Cruise's best roles. I agree ever. 100%. It's so he crushes this character. So good. And uh the way his prosthetics, if you didn't know that was yeah. Tom Cruise, I don't think you would have known. They did a really good job trying to make him not look like Tom Cruise. He's got thick forearms, thick hairy forearms. Big fat hands. Yeah, he looks like a like he's a He looks like he gets gout. I'm sorry. Yes, he's, he does. He, he drinks a lot of beer and eats a ton of shellfish. Oh yeah, he gets the gout where he's gotta put his leg up. Yeah. His big fat fucking juicy leg. <laughs> but like the things he does, his like his mannerisms, like even when he's not talking, if you watch his face, everything he does in this character is oh, it's it's, it's beautiful, perfect. It's so good. Les tosses the phone back to Peck and says to his assistant, "Oh, find out who that was." He didn't know who he was screaming at. Yeah, <laughs> just screaming at him. Uh, who is this? You find out who that is. Back at the camp, the kid makes Tug do the entire Simple Jack movie on stage for all his people. Tug gets in the character, and the kid makes one of his men take take out his dentures and tosses it to Tug, so he's has the more uh, he's got the, the retarded look, the, the retarded overbite, the big <sighs> overbite that he had yeah. in the movie. Tug starts to say his lines normal, but the kid hits him with with his gun and says, "No, more stupid." Mouth. So Tug goes back into into retard mode, and he sounds a little better. Sounds. Why? Why you make me feel bad? Yeah, it's nice. Make me feel bad. The guys are sitting around a campfire, trying to come up with a plan to save Tug. Alpa says that what are they supposed to do? Because this guy, he points at Kirk, is cleaning a gun with no bullets. Kirk says this. I'm just like a little boy. Playing with his dick when he's nervous. <laughs> what? Christ. <laughs> That's fucked up. I mean, yeah, he's right. 
I've known people that did that. I know grown men that did that. Did you just get bored and start playing with their dicks? Dude, I had a customer. He would come outside to talk to me. His hands would be down his pants. So he's Al Bundying it? Worse. They were down his PJ pants. Sorry. Ooh. And he would be like moving around. Yeah. That's weird. It's fucking weird. That guy sucks ass. Do you still have him as a customer? No. Thank God. Fuck that piece of shit. Sandusky says that the plan, the plan's in chapter 26 of the book, The Wet Escape. You guys read the book, right? No one's read the book. No one's read the book. No. But Sandusky says that it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's the same as in the script. You all read the script, right? No one read, no the, one script. read the script. Kirk says that he don't read the script. The script reads me. It's like, what the hell? What does that even mean? Dave, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. That's one of those actors who's like, yeah, I don't, I don't read the script. I just make it up as I go yeah, along. basically. Uh, Sandusky goes over the plan. Osiris and Fats go undercover as a distraction. Then he and Alpa sneak in via the river. Cut back to Les Grossman's office. We find out through his, his assistant that the Flaming Dragon is a heroin manufacturer and they are responsible for an eighth of the drug trade in Asia. The Flaming Dragons call... Peck's phone again and less answers. They say that they haven't received the money yet and now the price is $100 million. You pay now or tomorrow, Simple Jack dies. Les responds with $100 million. Hmm. You know what? Instead of $100 million, how about I send you a hobo's dick cheese then you kill him, <laughs> do your thing, skin the fucking bastard, go to town, man. Go to town. In the meantime, as usual, Go fuck yourself. Oh, post cheese. <laughs> That's so good. The room applauds him and says, as he says, we do not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Peck's pissed off, but Les is like, well, we'll set up a scholarship for him. And then before the, the fiscal year ends, we'll file a claim and they'll collect more than the, the movie would lose. Yeah. Grossman says that Speedman is a dying star, a white dwarf, Heading for a black hole. Let it rain. Oh, I love this scene. Grossman starts shaking his thing and says to Peck that if he plays ball, we play ball. Les basically tells him that if he goes along with this, he'll get him his own G5 jet. Peck's like, you want me to... My cl- betray my client of 15 years and one of my best friends to die alone in a jungle for some money in a G5? Les says yes. Peck's like, a G5 airplane? Mm, and lots it. of money. Lots of fucking money. money. So good. As he's, as he's just shaking his ass to yes. freaking that song. <laughs> I actually like that song. Yeah. Back at the jungle, the boys are watching from a distance Tug doing his Simple Jack performance as Portney tries to convince them to let him stay behind. You know those, quote, jelly beans? Well, they were drugs. And if he goes down there, he's going to do all the heroin. All of it. All of it. I like that. Just going to do all the heroin. He tells him to strap him to a tree. And whatever he says, don't let him go. Good advice. Yeah. So they see where they're keeping Tug, and they head off. And we cut the Tug in his hut 
as a little chubby Asian kid gives him a stick man figure. And Tug says that he's going to call him half squat. Yes, gives him his own Oscar made of sticks. And he can call him Papa. Papa. <laughs> this got ridiculous. <laughs> Hilarious. Now the boys are sitting around the campfire as Kirk is asking everyone if they have someone special waiting for them back home. They get to Alpa and he says that he he does, but he hasn't had the courage to go on a date yet. They ask what her name is. He says, Lance. Lance? The fuck did I just hear? Says Kirk. Alpa says that he said Nance, not Lance. I'm Al Pacino. I love the pussy. Al Pacino. See, there you heard it right there. He loves the pussy. He loves it. I mean, what's not to love? It's pink and stinky. It's delicious. <laughs> pink and stinky. That's disgusting. <laughs> Where'd you come up with this? I have one? no idea. I'm glad your family doesn't listen to this shit. <laughs> they do not. It's fine. I'm safe. Portnay says to Alpa that if he unties him right now, he will suck his dick. He'll cradle the balls and swallow the gravy. Oh, yeah. My uh, my wife was sitting with me <laughs> when she watching this. She just starts going, what the fuck? And starts <laughs> laughing. It's 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 funny. You can't not laugh at this it's, movie. It's funny. <laughs> this is a funny fucking movie. Alpa reiterates again that he loves the pussy. He does. See? I'll t- he just said it again. He loves the pussy. He loves the pussy. No beards. Cut to the next day. Kirk is dressed up like Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. And he has Portnay draped over the water buffalo that they found earlier that Portnay wanted to eat. Or chop up with his mouth. Yeah, he wanted just to take a bite out of its hide. Yeah. Yeah. On the Blu-ray, that, that scene went on like longer. Did it? Yeah. It didn't need to go on no, that long. No, it did not. And this, yeah, the scene in uh, on in Paramount Plus, it was pretty short. Yeah. It was pretty short. So, as they approach the front gate to the compound, they are confronted by two armed guards. Kirk speaks to them in broken Mandarin. He tells them that he found a devil in his rice paddy and pulls the blanket off a half-naked portnoy. Meanwhile, Alpa and Sandusky are crawling their way into the base, literally on their stomachs. Kirk starts whipping Portnoy and saying shit to him in Mandarin like, My mother is constipated. Yeah, he's he's doing his best, but he, he's not working. <clears throat> he's, yeah, he's doing good. He turns to the guards who are now opening the gates and says that he has shrimp for your for your daughter. So he's in, and they go to get the kid to confront Kirk. The kid asks uh, Kirk why he covers his face. He says his face looks like a koi fish stuck inside almond cookie. Alpa makes it to the munition shed where Four Leaf and Cody are being held, and he fills them in on what's happening. Back outside, Kirk continues. He says, two, three times a year, I, and when I drift off after I make explode, go to farmer market. This time, most radical transvestite seduced me to outhouse, and when I drift off after make explode, she has stole my cheek and most of teeth. The kid tells him to shut up and take that fat one down for torture. <laughs> he then tells Kirk to go back to his farm. Back in the munition shed, Cody recognizes that they're doing the wet offensive from the book and tells Alpa that he can make a, diver- a diversion for them. He says that he's got enough shit in here to light up the place like the 4th of fucking July. Nice. Back outside, Kirk misspeaks and says that he will return to his poppy field. He's like, what the fuck did you just say? Uh, what? Competition? What? 
Kid says that you said rice farm. Now you say poppy farm. Which is it? Kirk stumbles and says, both. As the kid demands to know exactly where his farm is. Yeah, he said he likes to diversify. Yeah. My farm. My farm. Here's my motherfucking farm! As he whips out two machine guns and starts blasting. As does Alpha. As he comes out of the shed blasting. Kirk then takes a knee and as he brings both guns across his chest and says, I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker! All blanks, by the way. They yes. do not have, <laughs> have no live ammunition. So fucking awesome. Uh, Portnay pulls a handgun out of his ass. Oh, yeah, he... Literally digs... My, my wife's like, what is he doing? Yeah, he digs a gun out of his ass. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. He points it at the kid and grabs the kid and says, to now show him where the drugs are. And runs yeah. off with the kid in his yeah, arms. show me where the drugs are. <laughs> so Kirk and Sandusky go off to find Tug as Alpa is keeping the guards down on the ground outside, but is starting to have some trouble keeping them there. Yeah, because they're, they're <clears throat> eyeing up the guns. They're trying to get the guns back. Yeah. So we cut to Cody and Four Leaf arming up as Cody tosses Four Leaf a flamethrower. Four Leaf asks what it is. Cody says, I don't know what it's called. I just know what it sounds like when it lies. Back outside, Alpa is really starting to have trouble as they start to question who he is. He says, he's Al Pacino. Six motherfucking VMAs, baby. Two BET awards. Cody's looking on being like, he's, he says, it's such a target audience, man. <laughs> it's such a target audience. <laughs> they don't know who you are. Then one of the guards starts naming Al Pacino movies. He says, like him in Carlito Way. Advocate. Dog Day Afternoon. I don't remember this part. No? Yeah, I don't remember All right, part. so that, that wasn't on there. Why would you delete that? I don't know. Maybe because how, how he's saying it, he's like, Oh, Carlito Way. Devil Advocate. Yeah, probably. Maybe that. Dog Day Afternoon. Real Al Pacino. The guard then grabs a gun and starts shooting. Yeah, that didn't happen. What what he did is he was covering him, and it was cut shots between trying to find That's stupid. And then next thing you know, the guy grabs the gun and starts yeah. firing. All right. There you go. Another cutscene. They get pinned down, but Cody starts blowing shit up. Back inside, Portnoy crushes the kid when they fall through the floor and into the drug room, where two guards have him at gunpoint. He farts, and the guards laugh. This pisses off Jeff, as earlier he was saying that people only laugh at his farts, not at him when he's funny. So he takes handfuls of heroin and rubs it in their faces as they pass out. See, this scene was extended for me because he fights the little kid for a little while. Yeah, I just was kind of summing it up. Yeah. Like, okay. Can't do every. Yeah, he scene. fights the little kid, and then then what's his name shows up, and then he throws, and then he's gonna do all the coke. Yeah. And that's when he attacks the guys. But he doesn't coke. do the coke. No, he gets he gets. It's heroin. The heroin. It's heroin. So when the guards pass out, he's like, yeah, we got like 16 hours. Can you inhale heroin? Does it give you the same effect? Yeah, you definitely can store heroin, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Takes a little longer. I mean, if you're shooting it up, it's directly into your bloodstream, so you feel it immediately. I don't even want to do needles to save my life. I don't no. want to fucking inject. Ooh. No. It gun to my head. I got to do heroin. I guess I'm going to snort it, right? Or rub it on my gums. Yeah, probably rub it on my gums. Mm -hmm. That'd be easier. Yeah. Dip it. It's a little dip of heroin. The spit. Ding. Yeah, a little do a little Ding. spit. So Kirk finds Tug, but he doesn't want to leave. He's got Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. He's like, I'm doing five shows a night, standing room only. Then in walks Portnoy and Sandusky, and they're like, let's fucking go. Yeah, we gotta go, guys. But Tug ain't right in the head. Kirk says that this happened to him when he played Neil Armstrong in Moonshot. They found him in an alley in Burbank trying to re-enter the Earth's atmosphere in an old refrigerator box. 
Back outside, more guards are coming, and Alpa's pinned down. Frankenstein. Yeah. When out comes Fourleaf with the flamethrower, he starts lighting shit up. He tells Alpa to get his friends and to... Get to the chopper! Yeah, he's, he's, he's covering fire. This is great. He literally says that. Let's get to the chopper. Back inside, Kirk's trying to get Tug to snap out of it. They go back and forth about who they are. Kirk says, I know who I am. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Tug says that Kirk's scared. Scared of what? You. As he punches the mirror that Tug held up and falls to the ground. Tug says the dudes are emerging. Kirk says that he's not Sergeant Lincoln Osiris. As he takes off the wig and takes out his contacts, revealing his obnoxiously blue eyes. Yeah, blue eyes, blonde hair. Yeah. Kirk goes through some of his characters he's played. Like, I'm not Father O'Malley either. Or Neil Armstrong. Goes through all the voices. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. He's like, he's coming out of it. He's just like... This sparks Sandusky and Alpa to give both Kirk and Tug pep talks to get them back on track. Kinda. Tug's still being weird. They get in a jeep and start driving away while taking heavy fire as the kid comes out and shoots an RPG, blowing the jeep up. My favorite part of the whole thing when they talk about it, he goes, I'm, I'm a dude... You know, inside a dude playing to, another dude. Right. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> so funny. Uh, this is what snaps Tug back to reality as they run off towards the chopper. Cody hands Forleaf the detonator and tells him to hit the plunger after they've cleared the bridge. Tug stops and tells Kirk that he has to go back. He has half squat now. Kirk says, Who the cranky fuck is half squat? <laughs> Tug goes he's, back. He's the last good Asian kid left. <laughs> yes. There's no more. They're all gone. Forleaf tells Kirk that he's joined the circus and they have to go. Kirk sees uh, Leaf's hands and he's like, You have fucking hands? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you lied. I got hands. So they, they get to the chopper as Tug comes running, saying, Oh, I was wrong. Blow the fucking bridge. As Half Squat is on his back, stabbing the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, he is fucking <laughs> him up. I fucking love it. Tug throws his psychotic son off his back and through the air and into the river. Hysterically. Comically. Forleaf hits the plunger and blows the bridge as Tug gets launched. They think he's dead as Tug gets to his knees and does platoon arms again as Kirk goes to get him, like in the beginning. And they do that opening scene again. Oh, God. The Incredible Hulk music. <laughs> Tug says, he's cold and he can't feel his legs. Kirk's like, yeah, that's because they're in a puddle. See, right there. Your legs are in a puddle. You're fine. <laughs> Tug says that he knows who Kirk is. You're, you're my, my friend. My brother. As a single tear falls down Tug's face. He can cry. He, he did can it. Cry. He did it, Mom. Yeah. Yes. They get to the chopper and start to take off just as the kid is about to launch another RPG. But out comes the pecker with Tug's TiVo. He's come to save his friend. Yes. If my friend wants a TiVo, my friend gets a TiVo. 
The kid then fires the RPG at the chopper, but Peck throws the TiVo in the air as the RPG hits the TiVo, not the chopper. Product placement. That TiVo logo is very yes. large. Yes, it was. The Pecker saves the day after all. So the chopper flies off as we transition right into the Oscars for the award of Best Actor. Kirk Lazarus is there presenting a white-skinned, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Kirk Lazarus. And the, wi- and the winner, much to the disappointment of John Voight. Yes, that's what yeah, John Voight. I went, that's what? John yes. Voight. He must have got like $100 at a ham sandwich to do that yes. cameo. Yep. And the winner is Tug Speedman. For Tropic Blunder, the true story behind the making of the most expensive fake true war story ever. Everyone applauds as we see Sandusky there with Jennifer Love huge tits. Yes. As he kisses they, her. They are large. On the cheek. She's beautiful. Too. Oh, yeah. And also Alpa there with his date, Lance Bass. Bass. I laughed at that. <laughs> that made me laugh hard. I love it. Uh, cut back to Les Grossman and his assistant celebrating. The assistant says, eight Oscars, $400 million, and you saved Tug Speedman's career. Bill Hader. Yeah. Tug says that he couldn't have done it without him. The assistant says, really? No, you dickhead. Of course I could. A nutless monkey could do your job. Damn. Heads up. Heads up. They tell you, go enjoy the party. Yeah. Then Les gets up, puts on his shades, and starts dancing. As the credits roll. You know what I love about Yingling's J? What? I can drink a bunch of them. I do not get... No one gets fucked up on Yingling's. No. No, not at all. You have to drink like a 30-pack to get fucked up on Yingling's. Was, it, was that a four-pack? No, it was a six-pack. I drank two and brought the rest over. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, positive po- reviews. Yes, Rotten Tomatoes critic score for this movie is an 82% with an audience score of 71%. Yeet. And IMDb gives this movie a 7.1 out of 10. Yeah. Positive reviews. Matt Brunson of Film Frenzy. Rude and crude Tropic Thunder displays of minimal mercy towards its targets. Yeah. Never tire of watching this. Awesome movie, great comedy that could never be made in this time. This is one of those movies that you will be forever grateful got made. Absolutely over-the-top entertainment, comedic genius. Charlotte Harrison of Charlotte sometimes goes to the movies. Oh, good for Charlotte. Packed full of hilarious and indefinitely funny quotable lines. It also features two scene-stealing performances by Matthew McConaughey and Tom Cruise. Nice. T- Tom Cruise is my favorite actor in this movie. Yeah. His uh, role is great. I, mine's uh, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> he's so But funny. Tom Hanks, is he's there. He's number two. I love his Tom character. Hanks. Tom Hanks. Oh. Tom Cruise. Are you looking at the Hanks, FC list lately? Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello. Hello. Short and simple review. Best comedy movie ever. Funniest line I heard. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. So good. Robert Downey Jr. was hilarious. So was, so was Tom Cruise and Ben Stiller. Loved every bit of this movie and watched it many times since it released. Brian Holcomb of Cinema Blend. 
Tropic Thunder focus its satire on the Hollywoodization of war as it depicts the production of a Vietnam genre film that's less platoon than platoon leader with Michael Dudikoff. I mean, they did the platoon scene. Yes, they with did. With Ben Stiller twice. Why are you so offended? Because someone tells you to be? Buy yourself a sense of humor if you don't find this funny. Go cry if you find this offensive. Let other guys enjoy a great movie. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, we're going to move into the negative reviews. Jeff uh, v- Vice of uh, Discreet News Salt Lake City. A big budgeted bust that could provide, that proved to be an embarrassment to at least a few of the bigger named actors in the cast. As far as I read, most of them liked doing this movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This movie shouldn't have left the pre-study. Wow. Sorry to all the high raiders, but there is literally no good joke in this movie. Huh? Literally? No good joke? What? Yes. They try to make a parody. Good for them, but they achieve nothing. Nothing. Fucking loser. Nothing. Sorry. Continue. (laughs) Tony Macklin of the Fayetteville Free Weekly. Tropic Thunder is one humongous vanity project for Ben Stiller. His initials aren't BS for nothing. (laughs) If you can't get enough of Bouncing Ben, Tropic Thunder is the movie for you. Nice. Homogenous. That's the word I was looking for. Homogenous. Wow. Don't believe the hype. We went to see this movie after hearing great reviews from a film critic. Wow. Wow. Expecting a funny movie. A movie? We were disappointed. The humor is grade school. Good night, moon. Level. Good night, Do not waste your time. Wow. Jumping over the moon. The kids. Wow. Wow. Kids with the scooching. What have I told you about the scooching? (laughs) Oh, Anthony Lane of The New Yorker. After the dazzle of early scenes... Something droops and flags in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, your dick. Damn. Viagra, buddy. Wow. Wow. Your your dick. His dick. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Wow. Wow. God, no. Do yourself a favor and skip this one. Whole movie is sadly unfunny. Storyline is empty. Paid commercials. Videos and reviews made me watch it, and I regret it. Don't make the same mistake as I did. Planet Earth and mankind did not deserve this. In whole movie, you can see just three funny scenes. It wouldn't, it shouldn't be labeled as a comedy. Wow. Uh-oh, retard alert. One more time for the boys in the back. retard alert. Nice. All right, so trivia? Trivia time. Trivia. Alright, for the fake trailer Satan's Alley, Tobey Maguire came in at the (laughs) very last minute to film the role of Robert Downey Jr.'s monk lover. He did it as a personal favor for Ben Stiller and Downey, his Wonder Boys 2000 movie co-star. The Southeast Asian gang Framin' Dragon led by a preteen boy, was modeled after God's Army, a guerrilla army in Myanmar. Myanmar? 
The group was led by twin brothers Johnny Hito and Luther Hito, who were nine years old when it was founded in 1997. Johnny and Luther Hito were found of American action movie heroes, especially Rambo. Robert Downey Jr. was very reluctant to take the role in this film because he felt wearing makeup to look African-American was offensive. Kind of. Downey ultimately accepted the role because he liked the script and wanted to work with Stiller and Jack Black. Owen Wilson was originally set to play Rick Peck after his attempted suicide, Ben Stiller gave the role to Matthew McConaughey so that Owen could relax. Owen Wilson tried to kill himself? Yeah, apparently he was feeling really low. I don't understand. Owen Wilson's awesome. This is shortly after they just did Zoolander. Yeah, he must have been going through some shit. Maybe. But uh, I love I love Owen Wilson. He's, he's, he's great. I mean, he just did that show Loki on yeah. Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's a and, good show. And it was really good, and he was really good in that role. Is that with David Tennant? No. No, that's the other one. That's uh... Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Tom Hiddleston is the... Uh, is, is Loki. Yeah, I thought he was really good in that role. Uh, as part of the promotional tie-in, the booty sweat energy drink nice. is seen in the movies was available for a limited time on Amazon. Nice. In the film, Kirk Lazarus says, I don't drop character till I've done the DVD commentary. When recording the audio commentary for the unrated DVD and Blu-ray, this Robert was great. <laughs> Downey Jr. actually spends the entire commentary in the character that appears on the screen as the movie progresses. And that's what I'm watching when I go inside. Nice. This is a, this is kind of a wordy one. Several disability advocate groups criticized the Simple Jack subplot, a movie within a movie with Ben Stiller's character portraying a mentally disabled man. The film includes clips of the fictitious movie and reenactments by Stiller. Scenes between Robert Downey Jr. and Stiller drew particularly scorn for the repeat of the word retard. Producers took a, took down a Simple Jack website and proposed altering the movie in response to the special early screenings for disability groups in question, but they did not change the film. According to co-writer uh, Eaton Cohen, the scenes were meant to satire emotionally exploited depictions of mental disabilities in movies such as Rain Man in 1988, mm-hmm. Forrest Gump in 94, mm-hmm. I Am Sam in 01, uh-huh. and the big one, Radio in 2003, as well as the actors who took these roles. Radio is fucking offensive. You ever watch radio? I don't believe so. Uh, it's uh, Cuba Gooden <laughs> Jr. playing a severely mentally... Oh, yes, I've yeah. seen that. I love my radio. It is... It's bad. Not only is it a... make me happy. Not only is that movie kind of offensive, that movie was bad. Radio? Radio Maybe I'm watching that tonight. Was this this was uh, before Cuba Gooden Jr. was sexually assaulting women, oh, or maybe during? Okay. Who knows? A few good men. Maybe whatever. he was sexually assaulting them and then calling them retards. What was the name of that movie where he pretended to be the diver? Oh, I oh, know that have one. You, have you seen it? Yeah, it's the old school like. Oh, the bell diving like helmet, the steel like helmet thing. Was it Men of Honor? I don't know if it was that. Oh, dude, I gotta look it up. I know Wait. the movie though, but god damn. Look, uh, look it up. Well, I'll look it up. You while do that. Well, you're doing your next uh, trivia. Uh, we have box office right now. Oh, I, st- I still got more trivia. We'll go back to it. Okay. By the way, it was Men of Honor. Boom. Oh, nice. Good, good fucking call. All right, Bob. Do, do you know the budget? I am purposely not looking at the budget, so I can't. Guess. 
um, with all these stars. Yeah, it's quite all a these cast. Stars, uh, 250 million. 92. Okay. This is a Ben Stiller movie. That's true. It's a Ben Stiller movie. So he's got his buddies helping him out. Quote, unquote, helping him out. Was Jack Black as big as he is then? Or was he still... Uh, School of Rock kind of like sent him out there, I think. Right? Was that like before this movie it's or after this movie? around this time. Okay. Because the last time I saw Jack Black, he was in that movie with um, Bruce Willis when he's the assassin. Oh, yeah. With Richard Gere. This is around... This 2008, around this time... Plus or minus two years. It's a great time. That for was movies. the Jackal, by the way. The Jackal. Oh, the Jackal's great. That's the movie. The he, Jackal is great. He blows off freaking Jack Black's arm. Yeah. All right, gross U.S. Bob. Um, it had to break a hundred million. Uh, one one fifty. One eleven. Oh wow. Worldwide. Um, one hundred. It did less worldwide than it did in the U.S. I didn't. I don't see this as a as a worldwide movie. 196. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's <laughs> a smidge under 200 million. God. So the, it, it's a success. It is a successful movie. So but Bob I, said he had some more trivia. So. All right. So we're gonna finish up the trivia. <laughs> Although all the trailers seen in the film were for fake movies, there was the one a bit of real life factual information in this movie for Satan's Alley. Tobey Maguire was credited as the MTV award winner for Best Kiss, where he actually won that award in Spider Man for Spider Man. Yeah. And Tom Cruise's character, uh, Les Grossman, has fat hands. Les Grossman's translated to big hands in French. Okay. There you go. Okay. Fuck yeah, dude. That is a lot of trivia. Y'all done? I'm all done. I don't want to do no more trivias. No more trivia. Never go full retard. Never go full turning con. (laughs) Thanks, guys. All right, I'll start this movie off. Go for it. So, this movie's funny. This movie's funny. I enjoy it. I actually, I watched the movie. I'm really enjoying talking about it because it makes me remember how all the best parts. But let's let's face it, the plot's kind of weak. I know it's a comedy, but it's got it's got very little plot to it. It's just let's got a great plot. Let's make let's make laughs. So I think it's a six seven movie. Okay, I watch it again. It's not under five, which is where the the kill zone goes. It's definitely better than a five movie. So it's it's a six seven movie. I enjoyed it. And if it's uh if it's on TV, I won't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm like. Unlike you, I think this movie has a cool plot. It's fucking dumbass actors being made fun of <clears throat> and making a fake real war movie for real. Fake Kinda. real war for real. What? Uh, it's hysterical. The scenes are fucking funny. This is what I want in a comedy. I want I want quotable lines. I went laugh out loud. I was taking notes, laughing my ass off. As I'm taking notes. I was on typing. The movie's not even playing. I'm typing it. And it's making me laugh. That's insane. For for me, eight. Wow. Yeah. That's good. I will watch this over and over and love it every time. 
There you go. It's a good movie. Unless you're uh, you have no sense of humor and you're easily offended, and and the, then don't re- watch this. And you went full retard. You went full retard. Don't go full retard. You'll enjoy it. There you go. What'd you give it? Six seven. Six seven, and I gave it an eight. You got that marking? Yeah. All right. I do my job. Yes. So that's the show. As always, another good show here at the uh, podcast. So why don't you look us up on our socials? We're at Facebook at Flick Magnet, Instagram at Flick Magnet, and emails your likes, suggestions, what you thought of this movie, what movie you want us to do. Tell us! FlickMagnetPod at Yahoo.com. Help us help you. So uh, I get to choose the next movie. I have no idea what's coming. Uh, I'm going to tell Jay the movie. Tell and me then, off, Aaron, and, and I'll, then I'll add it in. He's going to add in the uh, trailer and post. Yeah. So. Neat. Yeah, All stop, right. Stop doing that. Yeet. <laughs> Fuck it. Huh? Oh, we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. You want to do it next week? No, I want to. Depends do what the weeks. movie is. All right. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Flint Tropics' Jackie Moon. Jackie, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me, Dick. Jackie, I think a lot of people would describe tonight's loss as humiliating. Oh! Well, I don't know about that. We had a good time out there. You did have fun. How did you learn to play basketball? I saw it on TV a couple times. I thought, I can do that. My gosh, it's almost as though you're in some sort of a basketball trance. Jackie, what sorts of promotional things do you have coming up this season? We've got pancake night, clown makeup night. Get a live camel in here and just see what happens. The ABA will be merging with the NBA at the end of this season. Yes! Yes! Oh, I'm so happy. I can't even feel my arms. Four teams will be absorbed into the NBA next year. Hey, Jackie, the tropics won't be going. Wait, what did you say? No! You're being well. Jackie, Jackie, don't bite yourself. You take the four teams with the best records. They should merge. He's right. The season isn't over yet. Exactly what he just said. Problem is, we suck. You did not deserve that. I know. I apologize. We play fundamental basketball. We can make a run at this. What is this? This is the future of basketball. This our season, and we gonna finish it. Don't worry, guys, I got these. Very good at free throws. Seriously, free throws are probably the best facet of my game. Tomorrow, I, Jackie Moon, will wrestle a bear. If you feel like you're in danger, just say, Spumoni. I don't need Spumoni. This is fine, he's not doing anything. Pro. Nobody move. I think he left. Where are you, precious?
small child, use it as a shield. They love the tender meat. You m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m m